Long ago in ancient Mesopotamia, a civilization laid the foundations for Christianity, but in ways one might not expect. Hosts Denise and Buddy Wood go on a spiritual and thought-provoking journey, uncovering and exploring some of Christianity's hidden truths. Join us as we unveil and explore the mystery that is the remnants of Ur. Welcome to Remnants of Ur. My name is Denise Wood. And my name is Buddy Wood, and thank you for joining us. And before we delve into the remnants of Ur, and I'd like to let you know what the purpose of this podcast is. The purpose of this podcast and the book itself, Remnants of Ur, is to reveal the true nature of God. And in doing so, we will do that through the teachings of Christ, as Christ was one with the Father. However, what this podcast is not, it is not a promotion of religion. We do not represent any religious people or foundations, and we are not trying to create a religion. This is a spiritual journey. There is a huge difference between spirituality and religion, and people often use them interchangeably, but they are actually worlds apart. And when I mention Christ, it is coming from a place of spirituality, not religion. Uh, Thirty years ago, when Buddy and I married, we walked away from Christianity, but we did not walk away from the teachings of Christ. I found a really good definition of spirituality on the internet. It's written by a woman named Dr. Maya Spencer, and uh, she wrote, Spirituality involves the recognition of a feeling or sense or belief that there is something greater than myself, something more to being human than sensory experience, and that greater whole of which we are a part is cosmic or divine in nature. It is a personal exploration. And this is in contrast to Webster's definition of religion, which is the belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal god or gods. It is a social, cultural system of designated behaviors and practices. So the purpose of this podcast is to dissect the religion of Christianity to determine how a spiritual teacher in the first century who represented the true nature of a loving God became a human sacrifice. And that right there, I think, is is profound. And it, it is amazing to me how, how that fact, that simple fact that the religion of Christianity is based upon the premise of human sacrifice. That is it's just mind-boggling, and I can't believe that it's not more, that people don't recon, haven't recognized that over the years and taken it for what it truly is. So during this podcast, I want to share, Buddy and I want to share, our research and discoveries to show why we believe that Christ never intended to start a religion and that his disciples, because of their cultural influences, got off course after the murder of Jesus. And here we are 2,000 years later. 
and the shape that the world is in. Can you imagine if every one of his followers had become like him and treated other people the way they want to be treated and uh, loved God with all their heart and followed an honest path? What kind of world would we have today? Well, you know, I'll tell you what kind of world we'd have. I mean, that, that's exciting to me. You know, I, I I never thought about it that way, but you, what we would have is we would have that city, that light shining on a hill, the vineyard that the prophets spoke of, the vineyard that, that Christ himself spoke of, would be in existence today. We would have the city on the hill shining God's love. We wouldn't, it, it would be beautiful. It would be beautiful. Yes. And we would be making the wine that the whole world could see that God is good instead of accept this blood sacrifice or you're going to hell. That's a messed up concept. I don't know. Well, I do actually know where that came from. And that's why we're going to study we're going to study the remnants the, of our... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll get down to the bottom of this and say, okay, where did this whole blood sacrifice thing come from? And uh, and that's what this book is uh, about. All right, Denise, so this is very exciting to me. And could you tell us, let the audience know, where where did you get the idea to write this book? Well, actually, it was uh, a series of revelations that I had during the summer of 2006. And it uh, the first one started with your experience in the ocean. Yes, I, I remember that. And uh, that was an interesting uh, experience. That uh, At that time, uh, we were on vacation there in Destin, Florida, and I just... You know, lived with so much remorse and and guilt over uh, my uh, over my very poor fa- fathering skills. I you know as as hard as I tried to do the right thing, I I was extremely harsh disciplinarian, and you never and I didn't realize how horribly I damaged our children until one day I was looking at. As some pictures as we were cleaning the uh, the kids' room, and and I saw the, the pictures of the children when they were little, and and as the years go by, I saw their that joy and that happiness, and this be the happy little kids. Their their countenance turned to to gloom and despair, and and it was then that I realized that oh my God, what have I done? But it was too late. The damage was already done. And so I live with that remorse and that guilt, and I live with that remorse and guilt to this day. So, you know, what can you do? But at that point, I was I was ready to... So I had swam out to the ocean, and, the, and while out there in the ocean, I basically just offered myself up to God. I felt that I deserved to die. And uh, and I was ready for to pay the price for 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 what I'd done, and because uh, you know Christ, that's what Christ said. If you cause one of these little ones to stumble, it's better for you to that you had never been born. 
and then than to harm one of these little ones. And I, I'm that guy. I'm the guy who harmed the little ones. And to me, that's the unforgivable sin. And so at that moment, I was ready to die. And so I was there in the ocean waiting to be eaten by a shark or the, for the tide to pull me out to sea. But Denise, she was calling for me, and, and I come to that place. It's okay. you got to make a choice. You either let the tide carry you away or you swim back to the beach. And I chose to swim back to the beach. First of all, I want to say that, you know, being raised as a Christian in, in a Christian home, my grandparents were deacons in the church and, and missionaries to Mexico, and uh, sparing the rod and spoiling the child was a a huge part of uh, our upbringing. And uh, you really don't realize how much damage that that philosophy does until your children get older. So I was sitting on the beach that night, and I was pretty much freaking out because Buddy was out there in shark-infested waters, and I knew that there were sharks out there. We had seen them uh, on the news earlier that day. They were circling just off the coast. Uh, There was at least six of them. And, uh, you know, here it is after dark, it's feeding time, and and Buddy's out in the ocean. I was freaking out. And uh, God spoke to my heart and said, let him go. He's having a moment with me. And uh, I was able to put away my panic and just trust. It was hard. So Buddy came back to the shore, and we sat out on a blanket by the ocean that night and talked about his ocean experience. Well, and then, uh, but I made a statement to Denise, but she is the only one that can tell it right. So go ahead and tell (laughs) him what I said. So when he came back to the shore... He said, what kind of man would let an innocent man die on his behalf when he is guilty of death and then rejoice about it? That really hit me hard. And I was like, wow, I, I never thought about it. That is, that is pretty messed up. That thinking. Yeah, that whole line of thinking's pretty messed up. You know, I mean, I can remember when back when God first did his miracle on me when I was just a young man back in 1984. And God had, I'd had a wonderful experience where, where God had done a miracle on me and I really needed one. I was just a young guy. I was strung out on, on drugs and, and I'd spent years trying to get myself clean and couldn't do it, couldn't do it for anything. But uh, I uh, wound up going to a little church one day and was called out from the crowd. And, 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 uh, and this uh, woman 
who didn't know me from Adam, told everybody in the congregation that I had been trying to quit drugs for a long time. They should pray for me. And, and, and when they did that, I felt this swirling sensation take place in my body. And, and, and I was, I felt these little balls popping out my back and I was washed clean. It was an amazing experience. One minute I was a drug addict and the next moment I wasn't. I walked away from drug addiction like it never happened. And that was a miracle. I don't know if any of you out there have ever been addicted to anything. Addiction is a horrible thing. Anyways, and I walked away from it like it never happened. And that was a huge miracle. And But the thing is, what I experienced that day in that little tiny church, when I was washed clean like that, then the first thing they tell you is all the blood of Jesus and all that. I, that never settled with me. I was washed clean, and it was a miracle. There's no doubt about that. But the thought of, of being cleansed with blood, I, I just, oh, that, that just didn't settle with me. I never could really get my head wrapped around that. And, and now today, I know why that didn't make sense. And uh, because it never, it's, a, it's just not true. So we've, we've come to learn that the uh, blood sacrifice is, is really, it's, it's not a God thing. And it never has been. But it's always been a man thing. And, and as far as our children are concerned, our, our children are doing pretty good. Over the years, we've talked about it. I've apologized to them more times than I can count. They know how, how sorrowful I am over, over the way I raised them. And, uh, and so there's forgiveness in our home. There's love in our home. What's remarkable is how much my children actually love me. They continually are doing special things for me, showing me how much they love me. I just little things they do and uh, the little gifts, you know. And I have a beautiful granddaughter that is just as a little bouncing ray of joy in my life, you know, and, and so we got a really great life now, but, um, it's, uh, but boy, you know, it's not, it hasn't been easy getting here and, but, but we are doing wonderful and my children are doing wonderful. And, and I know that there's a lot of healing and, and love and forgiveness in our family. And I think that's what we're to learn how to do it as, as human beings. In, in this earth, that, that's why we're here, is to know how to love and forgive and to walk in, uh, to walk in that love and forgiveness. Yeah, I agree. We are here to learn how to love. That's all for this episode. Thanks for joining us. If you're interested, our book, Remnants of Ur, is available on Amazon. If you have any questions or comments, our email is remnantsover at gmail.com.